Welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. On today's episode, we are once again looking at a spiritual practice uh, to talk to you about, give you a little bit of history, and then some uh, clear instructions on how this practice works. Today's spiritual practice is called the St. Ignatius Examine, and I think uh, you're going to like it. It's a really interesting um, practice that hopefully you've not heard of before, uh, so that it can be something a little different. This is all part of our ongoing practice of Lent here at Bethany as we listen to the inner voice of God. Oftentimes, these different spiritual practices from throughout the course of the church's history can be extremely valuable for helping us to listen a little differently than we are used to. All these practices can help just tune our life differently to that voice of God that is always speaking, but that sometimes we miss. So let's jump right into it. Here is an example, I shouldn't say an example, an explanation of the St. Ignatius Examine. Welcome, everybody. We are continuing with our Lenten discussion of spiritual practices, and I've got one for you that you might not have heard of. That's kind of my hope, is that some of these ones we're describing are spiritual practices you haven't thought of before or or heard about. This one um, is very, very old, though, and um, it still is used and practiced in some places. It's called the St. Ignatius Examine. It's called the St. Ignatius Examine because St. Ignatius was the guy who came up with it. Um, and he, he literally says this as I was researching this guy. St. Ignatius of Loyola um, describes this technique in a book called his Spiritual Exercises. And he thought that the examine was a gift that came directly from God. And that God wanted it to be shared as widely as possible. So, for starters, you probably should share this podcast with other people. It's what St. Ignatius would have wanted. Um, But also, that's why I'm sharing it with you now. And it's a really cool practice. I've used it in a variety of settings. and, And there's many, like, subtle nuances of the ways that you can practice it. Um, And Well, and I'll tell you more about some of the, the ways that I've incorporated it in the past. But the general idea of the St. Ignatius examine is that it is a time for you to examine your day, to look back on what has happened over the past 24 hours and to have a conversation with God. And, And really, right, this fits in so well with our Lenten theme, to listen to that inner voice within. As you look back on your day, what is popping out at you? What what a part, what part of your inner voice is kind of saying like, hey, pay attention here, pay attention there. Are you noticing these themes? It's amazing how we often don't do that. One of the things I'm always struck by with the, with the exam and when I practice it is how simple the instructions are and yet how I seem to actually just miss so much when I don't take the time to review my day. There's so many little pieces that God authors into every 24-hour period that I think we should that we would do well to pay attention to. These links and these connection points and these themes that are popping up again and again. All too often, I don't know about you, but all too often, I'm just so busy. <laughs> or maybe not just so busy, I'm just so lazy and not paying attention. And I make my way through the day and don't ever take the time to really look back and see what God might have been trying to show me. Those little taps on the shoulder again and again that I didn't even realize were there until I took the moment to slow down at the end of the day and look back at what was and what had happened and what had continually popped up. So 
That's why I think this is important, to say a little bit about the actual details. Well, the St. Ignatius examine, as I've said, it is a prayerful exercise where individuals are invited to reflect on the events of the past day, or you can use it at different settings too, over the past week, the past month, the past year. One of the things, sorry, I was taking a sip of coffee there. <laughs> One of the things that I did with the St. Ignatius examine in the past, um, I, on the last Sunday of the year at the church that I worked at in Buffalo, New York, right? The last Sunday of the year, the pastors notice um, that not a lot of people come to church on that Sunday, right? It's the Sunday right after Christmas. And so attendance is down. And so it can be a kind of a nice time to try something a little different. So a couple times at this church I served in Buffalo, I rewrote um, the Sunday morning liturgy and restructured it so that it would take the form of an examine. And it was an invitation for people to look back at their whole past year as part of that worship experience. It had varying degrees of success. It was kind of neat. Uh, but, but my larger point with all that is just to say that you can use the examine to look at and to examine large chunks of your life, right? Whenever you have a turning point, maybe you want to do it at the end of an academic school year, if you're a teacher, just to look back at the themes of the past year. Or maybe you want to use it at the end of a summer, right? If you're, uh, you were working at a summer camp and you want to just kind of look back at the themes of that last chunk of time, you can kind of use it as a nice way to prayerfully mark the conclusion of a season in your life, whatever form that may take. Now, some people use the examine on a daily basis, and that is a powerful tool. Uh, the Jesuits, right, are a type of Catholic, uh, an order of Catholic monks um, and they practice as part of their spiritual commitment. They practice the examine twice a day. What? Yes, they do it once at noon and then once at the end of the day. Um, and it's a habit that they are committed to that helps them continually pay attention to the work of God in their life. And that's really probably the special magic dust of the St. Ignatius examine is that it tunes your life towards the themes and the activity of God. When you practice this on a regular recurring basis, you'll suddenly find that you're paying better attention during the day sort of to prepare yourself for the examine at the end. I've noticed that with myself that when I practice the examine with regularity, it changes my mindset and my approach to each day because I'm already thinking about, oh, how am I going to review this day through the examine at the end? And so I'm looking constantly for the ways that God is tapping me on the shoulder all throughout that 24-hour period. Okay, I've said a lot about the examine now, and you're probably just like, hey, Pastor Nate, get to the point. How do you actually do it? Okay, here we go. So the fourfold um, system that I've used that's helpful for me to remember um, because it alliterates <laughs> rest rewind, review, release. I'll say it again. Rest, rewind, review, and release. One of the things that kind of, there's actually sort of a fifth step as well, and that's looking ahead. I'll talk about that in a second, but let's just go through these one by one. Rest. So you begin the examine simply by slowing down and entering into conversation with God. This is an important part of any prayer practice, any spiritual discipline, is to have a grounding moment. We go so fast in this world 
and oftentimes our spiritual practices can just feel like another thing on the to-do list. And the way you can counteract that current of thought, the way you can kind of stop, check yourself in that way is to just slow down at the beginning of any spiritual practice. If you're going to take time to pray, begin by taking a few deep breaths, <laughs> maybe closing your eyes, 10 seconds of silence. Just any sort of marker that helps you understand and recognize that you're shifting into a new space in your day and in your life and in that moment, that, that you're shifting almost into a new experience of reality. That's what prayer is in a lot of ways, is it's connecting with God in a way that's very, very different than when you're normally just going about your daily life. So that's the all-important step one, is to just begin with a few moments of rest. After you've properly centered yourself and really entered into this slow time of examining your day with God, then you rewind. Rewind is the second step. And at this point, you invite God to walk beside you as you look at the events of the past day. So you really, in the rewind, want to try and roll back the tape. Do you remember VHS tapes where you would have to rewind them? <laughs> I know, it's totally different now that we have Netflix. But that's the idea, is that you rewind it back to the beginning, and you literally try and re-experience your day, but you re-experience it with God beside you, kind of thinking about, okay, so I started this day and I felt really tired when I woke up and I went downstairs and made coffee. Honestly, you, you don't have to go into necessarily that level of detail, but there is something very powerful about reimagining your day with God right beside you. And what that can help you do is that as you rewind in this way and reimagine your day with God walking beside you, you might start to notice, as I've been saying all along, those shoulder taps, those moments in your day where God was trying to get your attention or, or where God was trying to draw out a theme that God felt was necessary and important for you to take note of. Which kind of, the thing is, step two and step three tend to overlap <laughs> in a lot of ways because step three is review. And what you do during the review is you kind of, you, you write your, your concluding statement, if you will, about what you saw over the day. And so in your review, you name before God the blessings of the day, the mistakes of your day, the challenges of your day. You just draw those things out. So as you're rewinding, maybe you can kind of do this as well. It's like, oh, there was something. I, I was really tired in the morning. And maybe not as patient as I should have been with my children while I was getting them breakfast. Um, to use a, an example that I know nothing about, he said sarcastically. <laughs> but it's a good moment to just kind of, you know, be honest with ourselves about, yeah, the blessings, the mistakes, the challenges of the day. And to invite God into that whole conversation and that whole process. So after you've done this rewind, and then you've written your summarizing paragraph that is the review by naming the blessings, mistakes, and challenges, then the last piece is the release. And now this is a really important one. Don't skimp on this fourth part. Don't think that now that you've made it to the fourth part that you can just quickly move on. You've completed it and checked it off your to-do list. No, 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 no. The fourth part, the release, is really essential. Let me explain why. We have a tendency to hold on to so much. 
guilt and shame have unfortunately become a real um, consistent struggle for people of faith. Something about the way that religion has been practiced over time can often lead us down these paths. And it's not what God wants for us. God is limitlessly forgiving for those who confess their sins. And, and that is an essential piece of it. And yet we miss it. We think like that there's this idea of perfection that we have to constantly be living up to. And we beat ourselves up when we don't get there. And none of that is the way that God wants us to live. And when you read the Gospels really closely and carefully, you, sun, you, you begin to see that Jesus is, seems to constantly be fighting back against that. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were always so committed to the religious rules of the day and saying like, oh, you have to do something this way. If you don't do it this way, then you're unclean and you're not worthy. And right, those Pharisees and Sadducees were creating this climate of guilt and shame. And Jesus comes along and is like, hey, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> that, that's not at all what God had in mind. Okay, which brings us to the release. The final part of the examine is to let go of your mistakes, to let go of the challenges, to even to let go of the blessings too. All of the events of the past day that you've just reviewed with God and walked with God through, all of that you hand over to God and you let it go. I'm not going to break out into the Frozen song, although I really wanted to right there. No, we let go of all of these pieces and we trust that God is the author of our days and that God will bring about new blessings and new challenges in the day ahead and that God will forgive our mistakes again. But there's something really essential about allowing the day that has been be and letting it go and not dwelling on it, not falling victim to the themes of shame and guilt that can so often overwhelm us, not dwelling on different pieces of our life, but instead constantly moving forward with God into the promised future. And that's really what God is constantly about, is trying to pull us. There's a great theologian, Lutheran theologian, Ted Peters, and he talks about how God is pulling all of creation into the promised future. I love that imagery, um, right? That God's already in the future. God already knows what's coming and where we're going, and God is pulling us there. So the piece that can kind of, like the fifth part I mentioned to this whole practice is looking toward the future with hope. Right? That's also part of what the St. Ignatius Examine can invite us to do, is to not only review the day that was, but then let that day go and to look hopefully for, forward to what God has planned for us next, to where God might be leading us next. And as I've said all through this, I think that a continual practice of the examine um, can really tune your life to kind of noticing uh, recurring themes. And recurring mistakes, for that matter, too. It, it can be very helpful to say, like, gosh, I continue to be really cranky in the morning with my children. What could I do to change that? Well, go to bed earlier and watch less Netflix, Nate. Come on. You get the idea. Um, but that is your quick um, run through of the St. Ignatius Examine. As I said, I use this um, once in a communal setting, right, as a worship service at the end of a year, um, it, but it could be a great practice for New Year's Eve. I've also created other worship services around it um, that gave a lot of time where you kind of, you know, just went through this fourfold practice 
over the course of an hour with um, some singing in between each section and some periods of long silence. If When, when we get back to worship in person, I, I might even start up something like that here at Bethany, um, just because I think it can be a very powerful way to work through it and in a, in a fun way to um, engage this ancient spiritual practice from St. Ignatius of Loyola. But there you go. That is a Spiritual Practices podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We've got more to come in weeks ahead where we look at some additional um, spiritual practices. As always, um, thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to share this podcast with others who you think might appreciate it, especially during this Lenten journey where people might be looking um, for further resources or um, you know what, things to learn about as we grow in faith together this Lent. I'm Pastor Nate. This is the Together for Good podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay in peace.